about is in jeopardy. It's everything I've talked to you about in power from on high is being threatened. We have all kinds of bureaucracies, militaries, governments, um, uh, bureaucratic organizational systems that are literally, literally suffocating the life out of the American system. And it's an obscenity and it's an abomination to God. Why is this happening? This is happening because God's people made that all-important, fatal decision to detour from the ways of God, clearly illustrated in the Word of God, and God's people chose to reject the precepts of the Word of God, and God's people chose to walk from a perspective of disobedience um, while at the same time disobeying God. And that's where we are now. Now listen carefully, because what I have to share with you, what the Lord has put in my heart, is on the precipice of bursting, bursting with joy, bursting with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, bursting with wisdom, bursting with counsel. And the Lord has put it in my heart to to share this with you, to share with this with you, so that in the highest of the heavens there will be a detonation. Uh, an explosion of the dunamis dynamite power of God that is intended and designed to set God's people free. So this is how it plays out. We're in a time period where evil men and women who have calculatedly rebelled against God, they have replaced the truth of God's word with the abomination and the satanic lies of, of Satan's ways of doing things economically, Satan's ways of doing things on every level. So we've, we've changed who our God is. As the body of Christ, we've said no to God, we want nothing to do with you, and we've said yes to Satan and the, the, the clever ways Satan steals and robs from mankind. That's where we are. So this is the, the following step. We are in the last days. God told us what the last days would, would be all about. We should not be surprised. Now, hear me, please. Hear me. Hear me with every ounce of your being, please. I pray in the name of Jesus that in every ounce of your being, you would hear my words, and you would walk in the words that I give you, because they're, they're from the words of God, and they are words of truth, and they will bring you life. So rise now in the power of the Holy Spirit to obey God and walk in his words of life. So this is how we win. This is how we turn around the spiritual battle. We repent of our sins, which means we repent from following humanism, the occult, the new age, and rejecting God's word. We repent from all of that. And then we bow before God. We repent before God. And we choose to serve God, and we choose to follow God's ways. Now, what this means is it's going to take some incremental changing to get up to speed, but but what this means is we are going to very quickly, very quickly, incrementally change our methodology of doing things so that we can get up to sync with God and learn how to relearn doing things his ways. And if and when we do that, to the degree that we do that, we will be prosperous once again. 
I said, to the degree that we do that, we will be prosperous once again. And so now is the time for doing that. All around the world, mankind collectively is committing the sin of worshiping Baal, committing the sin of seeking uh, Lucifer and Mystery Babylon as their source of supply, turning their backs on God. All around the world, men and women are rejecting God and walking in the ways of Lucifer. This is known as the system of Mystery Babylon. It's portrayed in great detail in the book of Revelation, where the, the mighty men of earth, the kings of the earth, you know, will fornicate with the great whore Babylon, the whore of Babylon, the men of this earth, the businessmen, the mighty men, the, the generals will fornicate with the mighty men of Babylon, and they will invoke a curse. And where this curse is bringing us very quickly is that as they follow Lucifer's ways and receive the microchip implant offered by Mystery Babylon, they are going to, to receive a wireless nanochip implant in their brain and their body, and they will be plugged into the hive mind and to the world brain, and they will be plugged into a wireless system where you can't buy or sell unless you receive the nanochip implant or the mark of the beast. And this is a global system, and it's a global total control system designed by Lucifer and prophesied in the book of Revelation. So where does it bring us? It brings us to the reminder that we are in the last days. And it brings us to the reminder that we must repent to God of our sins. We must cry out to God regarding our sins. And crying out to God and repenting of our sins, we must ask God to pour out a blessing that there isn't room enough to receive. And God will do just that. He will pour out a blessing that there isn't room enough to receive. And as he does that, God will replenish the loss and the lack that we have suffered through our disobedience. Now, there are many warnings embedded in this teaching. Warning number one, anybody who chooses to accept the mark of the beast needs to be extremely wary that by receiving the mark of the beast, you are not inadvertently <clears throat> uh, taking into yourself a self-replicating nanochip implant, which allows you to buy and sell in the beast system. You don't want that nanochip implant because that gives you uh, artificial DNA or synthetic DNA. You don't want that. You want 100% authentic DNA. And you want your DNA to be configured precisely as God created it in the Garden of Eden. Now, the next step is choosing to operate in the mind of Christ. If we continue to operate in our own human mind, if we continue to operate in the system of Mystery Babylon, if we continue to operate uh, <clears throat> in the short-term uh, curse of Mystery Babylon, we are going to be raped, pillaged, and plundered like, like nothing you could possibly succeed. So we must do this immediately. 
the Global Reset is an organized group of men and women who represent the richest and most powerful people in the world. Their game plan is to uh, hoard the money and create a one-world economic system, a one-world religion, and a one-world government. That's their game plan. Their other game plan is they want to rule the world and put the entire planet on total lockdown. They want to rule the world and put the entire planet on global lockdown, which means they are going to disobey God. They are going to willfully participate in the, in the uh, genetic alteration of the human species, which is, which is a transhumanism plan to remake man with synthetic DNA and synthetic genetics. They want to remake man <coughs> into a cyborg. They want to remake man into an uh, android remake man into <clears throat> beings of artificial DNA. These men want to be God. Now, make no mistake about the end game for these men. They, they want to be God. They, they want to uh, absorb synthetic DNA into their body, brain, and, and physical being. They want to uh, uh, incorporate synthetic DNA in, into their biological being, and when they absorb synthetic DNA into their biological human being, they will be called synths, meaning synthetic DNA. Now, this has happened before in human history. It happened when the fallen angels, under the orders of Lucifer, the fallen angels descended upon earth, they had a sexual attraction to human females, and the fallen angels then mated with the human females and produced the hybrid race, which was an intermixing of human female with um, uh, it was an intermixing of human female with fallen angel DNA. And that's where the fallen angel DNA began to merge or intermix with the human DNA. And when that happened, there, there was an intermixing of the DNA. And this polluted the DNA of the human race, because the human race was no longer genetically pure. They were no longer, their DNA was no longer pure. Their DNA was a mixture of fallen angel, uh, demon DNA, and human DNA. And this is a perverse, this is one of the most perverse acts that, that mankind has ever committed in human history. And it's what they did right before the flood of Noah. It caused God to flood the earth of Noah with a massive flood that wiped out all the, the, the human DNA, the animal DNA, the fish DNA, the bird DNA. It wiped out the DNA of mankind completely. And what that did was left a perverted and distorted DNA code which simply meant that the DNA that was left over was corrupted DNA. So what does all this mean? What all this means is that we are now in a place of human history. See, there are certain markers in the history of mankind that come up for repetition every several thousand years, and they tell us something. 
So right now, a marker that has come up every several thousand years is this marker. It is the re-emergence of the fallen angel DNA, or the demonic DNA. It's the re-emergence of fallen angel demonic DNA, and it is in the process of repopulating planet Earth with a corrupted and polluted DNA. And so, what that means is that God wipes out all of the animal species, all of the fish species, all of the bird species, all of the human species, all over planet Earth. God knows that the DNA of mankind has been totally corrupted, and so God wipes out the DNA of the entire human race. The only way he can do that effectively is by flooding the earth in a giant flood judgment that wipes out all the DNA on planet Earth. Now, this is considered a pivotal event, a human extinction-level event, because what it means is that um, mankind's DNA has been corrupted, and so all the creatures, all the so-called human creatures, all the so-called human beings, with synthetic DNA, all these imitation synthetic human beings um, are a, a product of the interspecies breeding between human DNA and man's DNA. And so what this ultimately means is that the originator of man's DNA code is no longer the heavenly creator using the, the creator God's original model for his DNA. Instead, on a widespread scale, human, human DNA has been replaced by uh, uh, demonic and fallen angel and Luciferian DNA. Now, this is bad stuff. So the only thing that's left is corrupted DNA, and God has to. He has to wipe it out, because if he doesn't wipe it out, it's like a DNA genetic pandemic, which will distort and infect mankind. And what we have to realize is that um, mankind is no longer really the same mankind that was created by the Creator God in the book of Genesis. Mankind is, is now composed of synthetic DNA, or a hybrid DNA, not real people with real DNA. And the all-important factor scientifically in this is quite simply this. Once you have polluted mankind's DNA, you have destroyed mankind's ability to replenish, to uh, be fruitful and multiply, and to uh, have offspring that are genetically pure. That, that, that ability is now wiped out. The ability of uh, animals and humans to be fruitful and multiply is now over, and all that's left is corrupted DNA with corrupted uh, uh, species, corrupted uh, mechanisms of being fruitful and multiply. And if you see what, what the, the demonic creatures are doing this whole time, it all starts from Satan sending his fallen angels into the human race, being fruitful and multiplying by breaking the law of God and illicitly uh, uh, mating with uh, the DNA of fallen angels, which is a high, which is an immoral, demonic, hybrid race. Now, here's the most important thing of all: mankind can no longer reproduce 
and mankind can no longer uh, have relations with demonic beings and multiply uh, with pure God-created DNA. So that what that this means is this is a direct attack on God's or the uh, uh, this is a direct attack on the infinite personal God's creative DNA code that is trying to be expressed in the in the intermixing of man's DNA with uh, fallen angel DNA. This intermixing is illicit, and on top of that, what this means is that mankind can no longer produce the original DNA that God wanted. So the only thing left for mankind to do is to re reproduce men and women with who are GMO beings. The only beings left on planet Earth are GMO beings, or genetically modified organism human beings, whose DNA has been corrupted. Now, why this is of critical importance is because uh, the GMO human beings cannot reproduce using the genetic code of the infinite personal living God of the universe or using the genetic code of God the Creator. That's over. And that means that men and women can no longer reproduce, be fruitful and multiply, reproduce and produce babies from the genetic coding of uh, human women uh, intermixing with um, uh, fallen angels. The only thing is left is, is the production of GMO, human DNA, or corrupted DNA, which means that uh, there, are, there will no longer be authentic human beings mating and creating authentic human being DNA. All that's left is uh, a hybrid species. And what that means is that, that no longer will it be possible for men or women to mate with one another and reproduce and reproduce and uh, give uh, have offspring that are genetically pure and pure in their DNA. All of the DNA of mankind will now be relegated to corrupted DNA, uh, defiled DNA, and unpured DNA. Now, this is where it all leads, and, you, and this is what you need to hear. Mankind can no longer reproduce real human DNA. And so the only thing that mankind can do, which is to reproduce counterfeit human DNA or GMO DNA, that's the only thing left for mankind to do, that means that uh, the men and women that are the product of being fruitful and multiplying are men and women that are not real men and women. They don't have real and authentic male and female DNA. They are a counterfeit. They are a GMO organism. Now, the, the, the critical nature of this is that this means that uh, men and women cannot uh, breed with each other, and it is no longer, listen carefully, it is no longer possible for men and women to breed with one another with authentic, an authentic human DNA code created by the Creator. Men and women can't uh, interbreed with one another, which means they cannot 
be fruitful and multiply, which means they are not fully and authentically 100% human beings. Now, let me let me say this again because there's nothing more imperative. All human beings that that mankind will attempt to be fruitful and multiply will no longer indeed be authentic human beings. They will no longer be 100% human beings. As such, any being whose DNA has been corrupted, they are now classified as non-authentic on the genetic level human beings. And as non-authentic on the genetic level human beings, they cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is everything we've been saying has been building to this massive crescendo. And the massive crescendo is, from, from that point forward, all the human beings that mate, men with women, women with men, any, any type of mating, any type of being fruitful and multiplying, will only produce non-human or synthetic human beings. And because they're non-human and synthetic human beings, they can no longer even remotely get into heaven. They are immediately disqualified for the kingdom of heaven. They are no longer 100% authentic human beings. They can no longer enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because they no longer have the 100% pure and authentic DNA of God. They have the counterfeit DNA of God. And every creature that has the counterfeit DNA of God or the non-human DNA of God is automatically disqualified from entering the kingdom of heaven. Because if you're not a 100% human being in your DNA code, it is impossible for you to gain entrance into heaven. Because heaven is only available to human beings that are 100% pure in their DNA and who are 100% pure as human beings. Any defilement in, in, in the purity of the genetic code means that these human beings are no longer uh, genetically correct or genetically pure human beings, and they therefore cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, when you say, how do you know that? Because the, the Bible says in countless places, from generation, gen, Genesis to Revelation, that the only people that can get into heaven are those people that have 100% pure DNA. Everybody else's DNA that has been defiled cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because God's law says that only human beings, only human beings that are 100% pure in terms of their genetic code can enter the kingdom of heaven. Any impurement, any impurity in the genetic code defiles the human being, and they cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Very important. So we learn that um, the, 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 the gravity of the sin when man made it, no, the gravity of the sin when the fallen angels mated with human women was simply this. When fallen angels mated with human women, they could no longer enter the kingdom of heaven. The door was shut. Why? Because people with non-human and synthetic DNA cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, ever. It's a, it's a law of God. Now, God tells us in his word that the only people that can enter the kingdom of heaven are those people whose DNA is 100% pure or 100% authentic human beings.
uh, DNA. Those are the only people that can get into heaven. Those people who have mixed their DNA with defiled DNA or fallen angel DNA or corrupted DNA can no longer enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is an extremely serious thing. Why? Because God says repeatedly in the Bible that the kingdom of heaven, the opportunity of being born again, the opportunity of having your sins forgiven by the blood of the Lamb, is only available to those human beings whose DNA is 100% pure and not defiled. Therefore, um, God, God has said repeatedly in his word that the only people that he can allow to enter into heaven are those human beings whose DNA is 100% pure, those human beings whose DNA has not been defiled by uh, uh, interspecies breeding. Because if that's the case, they cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is only available to those people that are 100% human beings. And this is the critical, critical mode. And this was the critical mode during the times immediately preceding the flood of Noah. Right before the flood of Noah, the fallen angels descended upon the human race. Fallen angels uh, mated with human women. Fallen angels mated with, you know, animals and birds and other species. So, so God says, God defined the human race. He said, all flesh has defiled itself before me. That means that all human flesh that has the potential to, to reproduce and multiply has been defiled by their genetic or DNA intermingling with um, um, when DNA mixes with human and non-human. It's no longer human, and it's defiled, and you can't get into heaven. God makes it very clear that you can only get into heaven when your DNA has not been defiled, and you can only get into heaven when your DNA is totally pure. Because God says very clearly that only <clears throat> those people whose DNA is totally pure, totally uh, made according to the, the Creator's plan, it is only that DNA that qualifies a person for being human, and it's only on the basis of that 100% human DNA that a person can enter the kingdom of God. Okay, this is heavy. So, <clears throat> those that would follow Satan in our lifetime, those that would follow Satan in our lifetime, they uh, are doing exactly what the fallen angels did during the time of Noah. Fallen angels looked upon human women with sexual attraction. They married them. They had sexual intercourse with them. They made babies with them. But the problem was and is, is that the DNA code that they put into women was defiled. And, and, and the babies that the women gave birth to were no longer human, fully human beings. They were a, a, a genetic hybrid. They weren't the real thing. God says over and over again that only human beings that are 100% human can uh, uh, give birth and enter the kingdom of heaven. Because God says that, that of all the creatures, the only creatures created by God that can be saved and that can have their sins forgiven, that can uh, have their sins forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, the only people that can be saved and invite Christ into their life and become born again, 
are those people whose DNA has not been defiled by uh, Nephilim, Rephium, uh, and other uh, uh, defilements of human DNA. So the, the Great Reset, at its root essence, is a egregious defilement of mankind's, DNA, of mankind's DNA at the highest level possible. And you must understand that. And there's no wiggle room in it. This is the law of God. The reason God Almighty flooded all of planet Earth, the reason God Almighty destroyed all the fish and the animals and everybody with the, with the great flood waters, the reason God Almighty destroyed uh, everything of mankind is because mankind had defiled itself by corrupting its DNA. And that defilement by corrupting its DNA meant that <clears throat> that the interspecies breeding between man and, and woman and fallen angel DNA uh, had permanently corrupted human DNA. They could no longer they could no longer be everything God created them to be. Okay, so let's bring us right to where we are right now. Where we are right now is that those that would follow Satan under the guise of, you know, they want to perfect the human race, those that, that genetically want to self-perfect the human race, self-perfect the DNA of the human race. I'm speaking specifically of the um, reconfiguring the DNA of men and women by genetically altering it. Now, when you reconfigure the DNA of men and women by genetically altering it, you are creating a hybrid species which is just as defiled and just as wicked as when the uh, fallen angels mated with the human women and corrupted human women's DNA. Very heavy stuff. Now, this whole plan to do this is based on a, a satanic philosophy called transhumanism. Transhumanism is the attempt for man to make to man and woman to make themselves into gods by reconfiguring their DNA code. The purpose of the reconfiguration of the DNA code of men and women is to make them like gods. Don't mistake this for anything less than it is. This is exactly the sin of uh, fallen angels mating with human women. So they are intentionally re-engineering the DNA code of fallen uh, men and women and fallen angels in order to, to make themselves gods, in order to genetically engineer their own uh, immortality, in, in order for them to genetically engineer uh, living forever, not having sickness in order for them to genetically engineer their own salvation. Now, you have to hear what this means. This is nothing short of an all-out revolution and rebellion against God. And the name of the game is, they have every intention of reconfiguring the DNA of men and women, and then after they reconfigure the DNA of men and women, they have every intention of upgrading the DNA, the talents, the abilities, the intelligence, the perception, the longevity, the immune systems, 
and, and thousands of other things in men and women. They want to upgrade men and women to such an extent that men and women are no longer merely human being men and women. They are now uh, uh, synthetic human beings with synthetic DNA. And, and their goal and the purpose in their hearts, they've said it out loud, is they want to be like gods. So if you go back to the original sin that propelled mankind's rebellion in the Garden of Eden, it was because Satan or Lucifer appealed to uh, Eve and appealed to uh, uh, Adam and coerced them, used spiritual deception on them. And uh, the serpent of old told Eve that God said that you can eat from every fruit of the tree of the garden, but you're not allowed to eat from the fruit of the garden uh, that is in the middle of the garden. Because in the day that you do that, you will uh, lose eternal life. So God is saying, you can do anything you want in the Garden of Eden. You can enjoy paradise. But the only thing you can't do in the Garden of Eden is if you eat of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden, you will corrupt your own DNA. And when you corrupt your own DNA by eating of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, in your lust and your desire to be gods, you will corrupt yourself. So you see the intent, the seduction uh, unraveled by Lucifer and, and put out on a picnic blanket by uh, Lucifer to Adam and Eve, it was to entice them to eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden. And the enticement was, when you pay attention to their dialogue, because Eve says, the serpent says, well, nothing bad's going to happen to you when you eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. And Eve, and Eve contradicted the serpent of old. She said, you better believe something bad's going to happen to us when we eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. In the day that we do that, Eve said to the serpent of old, we shall surely die. And the serpent said to her, you're not going to surely die. You're not going to die when you eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden. For in the day that you eat thereof, you shall be as gods. You shall be as gods. So the seduction, more powerful than heroin or crack cocaine or whatever, the seduction was to entice Adam and Eve to eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden <clears throat> so that they uh, would. Uh, violate God's commands not to eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. Why? Because what God really said, Satan was lying, but what, what God really said was, the day that you eat of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden is the day that you will surely die. So what happened? Exactly what God warned would happen. First Eve ate of the fruit of the tree, then uh, uh, Adam ate of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. And both of them, in the day that they ate thereof, they, um, their DNA was corrupted instantaneously. The death force entered their bodies instantaneously. And just like God said, in the day that they ate thereof, um, they shall surely die. So Adam and Eve activated uh, the, 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 the death force. Adam and Eve 
flicked the switch of sin and death. And the moment they ate of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, the, the sin force, the death force, entered their bodies. So immediately, these internal changes ripped through their body, their soul, their brain, their spirit, their neurology, and their biochemistry. Instantaneously, Adam and Eve had this overwhelming psychological feeling of being naked. They had this overwhelming feeling of being ashamed, embarrassed, and humiliated because they ate of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. And then finally, uh, they felt sick. They felt nauseous. They felt like they were their bodies were degrading. They felt like they were dying. Death force had entered into them. And then, this is what they experienced, Adam and Eve. They, for the first time in their lives, they experienced shame. They experienced nakedness, sickness. They experienced uh, embarrassment. They experienced the effects of the curse. And they were frightened and embarrassed to walk near God in the privacy of the Garden of Eden. They were, they were frightened because they knew that when they saw God in the Garden of Eden, that God would know instantaneously that they had already eaten from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. You see, what really happened when push comes to shove is the DNA of Adam and Eve was corrupted, the death force corrupted their DNA the moment they ate from the fruit of the tree in the Garden of Eden. And fear dominated their consciousness. They began to regress. They began to get old. As the seasons passed, they began to age. As time passed, they got wrinkly and fat and lost their muscle mass and, and suffered from all kinds of ailments. You know, all of the effects of the fall and sin began to raise its ugly head in their lives. All because they, all because they disobeyed God and allowed their DNA to be defiled. So the same thing, the same game plan, replicates itself in man, in Adam and Eve, and in every human being. The same scenario replicates itself whenever man and woman disobey God and allow the death force, or somehow, for whatever reason, for whatever justification, they allow uh, some kind of reconfiguration um, of their DNA to happen inside of their body, brain, and, and human spirit. The minute they eat the, the contaminated fruit of the death force, they, they are genetically rewired. The mere eating of food that has been genetically altered because of the death force, when Adam and Eve simply eat of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden, that death force, which is a consequence of the DNA corruption of the food they're eating, that death force, when they eat corrupted DNA food or corrupted DNA water or whatever, that changes their submolecular structure. It changes and transforms their DNA at the core level at the core level. And so what's happening in our world today at a global scale, and I want to preface this by saying I'm not God, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm not making medical pronouncements of any kind. So, so please track with me on that. But when you open up your body, your soul, and your mind 
to anything which has the potential of corrupting the integrity or altering the integrity of your DNA, you're opening up a doorway to potential curses, to, to potential death, destruction, and defilement on levels you can't possibly imagine, that you can't possibly imagine. The death force enters your body and your DNA that lives inside you, your sacred, the sacred code of the DNA of God that lives inside you has been messed with. And so what inevitably happens is that the death force produces negative changes in your DNA. And so your body is now uh, producing uh, genetically altered DNA. And that's what you're, you're hearing all these reports. And I'm not going to make a blanket statement on any report because I'm not qualified to do that. You need to find a doctor that you can trust. You need to find a doctor that, that knows what they're talking about. Okay. And you need to do homework for yourself because this is a very sacred thing. Your DNA is a sacred thing. Okay. And, and what's in your DNA, my friends, gets passed down through your generational line for thousands and thousands of years. So you better believe it's sacred because whatever you're doing that you're messing with gets passed down from generation to generation over thousands of years. So we want to make sure that we do everything we can to protect ourselves. And, you know, the Lord says that he is holy and that God is holy. And what they're worshiping in the book of Revelation when you read the book of Revelation, as well as other passages in Scripture, it's very important to understand, for example, what God is talking about and what God is doing. So, for example, in the book of Revelation, at the throne room of God, we see the angels, we see the saints, we see God, and, and they're worshiping God. And as they're worshiping God, this incredible power, this incredible anointing uh, is coming down and, and, and filling the throne room of God on a level that is so transcendent, so beyond uh, anything that we could merely experience uh, on our own, you know, human nature. So I'm going to read you something. Right now, as you're listening to me, Paul McGuire, talk, and by the way, you can grab yourself the book, Power from on High, by going to paulmcguire.us. As you're hearing me talk and minister, I want to read you something from the Word of God. And what it says in the Word of God is powerful, because, well, let's just read it. The power in the Word of God, <clears throat> when we talk about the Apostle John's vision on the throne, of God in Revelation 4. It's similar to that of Isaiah. Again, there were living creatures around the throne crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. In reverence and awe of the Holy One, John goes on to describe these creatures giving glory and honor and reverence to God continually around his throne. Again, this is Paul McGuire and uh, the holiness of God. Remember, in Genesis and Revelation throughout the entire Bible, <clears throat> God is holy. We don't really, we have great difficulty comprehending what the holiness of God is. 
in our corrupt, dark world. So in the book of Revelation, um, it talks about the throne room of heaven. The throne room of heaven is kind of like the, for for perhaps not the greatest analogy, but it's like the, the throne room of heaven is like the Star Trek uh, command center on the uh, Starship Enterprise. It, it, it's like runs the galaxies and the universes. So in the throne room of heaven, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me. Come up here, and I will show you the things which must take place <clears throat> after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he sat there, uh, was like jasper and sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne. This is powerful imagery. A rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four elders, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their hearts, on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning <clears throat> before the throne, which are the seven spirits uh, of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass, like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. <clears throat> and the third living creature was like a face, like a man. And a fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes <clears throat> around and within. And they did not rest day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come, whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fell down before him, who sits on the throne, and worship him who lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by you Will they exist and were created? So this is an incredibly powerful passage. We're going beyond time and space into an entirely different dimension, the dimension where the kingdom of heaven is, where the ruler of the universe, the infinite personal living God, the universe, lives. And this this place where the where God sits on his throne room, the, the, the central point of authority in all the universe, is is a place where God sits on his throne room and rules and reigns uh, forever and ever and ever. And um, the thing that, that we want to notice is the, the spectacular imagery uh, that, that is in the throne room of God. So, for example, um, verse 2, Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne, and he who sat there was like a jasper and sardius in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, 
<clears throat> uh, clothed in white robes. Now, I perceive those robes to be like not like, you know, cloth bathrobes or terry cloth bathrobes or bathrobes you would wear around the house or at a spa or whatever. This is my personal belief, and that's all it is. But I believe that the, the robes that they're wearing in heaven um, these it says they're clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their heads. I believe that the robes that they're wearing completely covers their nakedness and the robes that they're wearing are composed of the radiant glory of God. So when you look upon them, they're not naked, they're clothed in the presence of God, the glory of God. So the, the radiant glory of God, the brilliance, the majesty, the glory of God is so overwhelming that you don't see them as naked. And I think that's incredibly powerful. And then uh, you see that there was a rainbow around the throne, and it had an appearance like an emerald. And the throne, and around the throne were 24 thrones uh, with elders, and that they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices, seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. This is powerful stuff. So what it's telling us here is, is this. In, in, in the verses uh, found a little bit later in the passage, uh, it says that the, these angelic creatures are singing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, and who lives forever and ever, and twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor, for you created all things, and by you they will exist and were created. So the idea is as they're worshiping God, what are they saying? Holy, holy, holy. And this worshiping God by calling him holy is invoking the presence of the Lord. And, and it's the same thing in our lives. When we come into the Lord's presence through praise and thanksgiving, when we worship the Lord privately and say things like, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, when we worship the Lord in spirit and truth, which is what that is, <clears throat> what happens is <clears throat> the power of God, the glory of God comes down from heaven and floods God's people, and floods the angels, and floods the beings, and floods the disciples, and floods you and I. We're flooded with the presence of God and the glory of God. And it's, there's no words to describe the magnificent nature of that. Now, here's one final thing. As we're worshiping God, as we're praising God uh, while he's on the throne, we we invoke his name. His name is Jesus. <clears throat> and as we praise him and as we worship him, we come boldly to the throne of grace. What's the throne of grace? It means we're cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Our sins are forgiven, so we can come boldly to the throne of grace and find an ever-present ever help in time of need. That's powerful. That's, I mean, that's really powerful. It's that, see, when we enter, when you and I enter into that kind of worship, it topples demonic strongholds. It, it, it breaks and shatters the fiery missiles of the evil one. 
it 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 drives the the serpentine army of snakes and, and evil from our midst, and it calls upon the glory and the Shekinah glory of God and the power of God and the majesty of God. So that's how we want to pray. When we pray with that kind of power and that kind of anointing, uh, we shake up the the earthly realm and we shake up the heavenlies. We shake up the earthly realm <clears throat> and we shake up the heavenlies. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. I want to encourage you to go to paulmcguire.us, get yourself copies or a copy of Power from on High as soon as possible, save money, get the financial discount, and the other books that are available at a financial discount are, are discounted especially for you. So take advantage of it. And remember, I need you to stand with me in intercessory prayer and worship. I need you to ask God how much you should donate and contribute financially. I need you to pray for me, my family, and those involved in this ministry. I need you to send out the links in our messages far and wide. And together, when we're operating as one in the body of Christ, together we can bind and loose, and together we can dismantle strongholds. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.